Lucy Monroe tells us, The town of Edmonton in England hath lent the stage a devil and a witch, both in an age. And she tells us that's the beginning of the surviving prologue to The Witch of Edmonton, written by a group of dramatists in collaboration in 1621, revived to popular acclaim around 1634. The play that it introduces is a heady brew of popular theatrical matter. In addition to the witchcraft, it features bigamy, murder, madness, cross-dressing, and not least, the devil in the living, breathing, and talking shape of a black dog. Faced by intense social, community, and family pressures, an older woman, Elizabeth Sawyer, is thought to have turned to witchcraft, and a young man, Frank Thorny, in fact, turns to bigamy. Simultaneously, another young fellow, Cuddy Banks, seeks out a witch in order to improve his chances in love. The plot lines are interlinked through the actions of the canine devil, which befriends Cuddy Banks and provokes both Elizabeth Sawyer and Frank Thorny to unimaginable acts. Although one of these figures, Elizabeth Sawyer, was real and the others fictional, their stories all reveal fault lines within late Jacobean society, staged in richly theatrical forms. Meanwhile, Shelby Richardson suggests that like a number of other plays of the Jacobean period, The Witch of Edmonton may impress us as strikingly modern in the degree to which it incorporates violence, sexual situations, and ribald humor. Its moral didacticism may be more difficult for 21st century audiences and readers to relate to, and the play is very much a work of its own time in other ways, not the least of all, it portrays the common concerns of its society, whom to marry, how to obtain money, and what to do when people mistreat you. Ah, that's where playwright Jen Silverman shows her genius. She was able to discern, without witchy ways, the way the underlying themes of the 17th century play speak to us today, and we'll have a chance to experience the wonders she has worked as the Bloomsburg Theatre Ensemble presents Witch, March 31st through April 16th at the Alvina Krauss Theatre in downtown Bloomsburg. We had a chance to speak with Eric Wunsch, who is the devil. Which is about a woman named Elizabeth who lives in a medieval town called Edmonton, and everyone in her town thinks she's a witch. And she and some other sort of royal folks are all approached by the devil. And it's about what happens to all of the people, most especially Elizabeth, in this town. And there is a long tradition, Faust, Mephistopheles, and those sorts of stories about selling one's soul to the devil. So it's in that tradition? Yes, yes. And in fact, it's actually, it's a very loose adaptation of a, a much older play, a Jacobian drama called The Witch of Edmonton. But this version is a very kind of sharp darkly funny satire of sort of power, the, the worlds of power in, in all sorts of ways. And it utilizes extremely contemporary dialogue. So while it's set in the Middle Ages, the characters speak in these very kind of snappy modern ways. And you, sir, are Scratch? I am Scratch, yeah, who is the devil. What kind of character development do you go through when you're trying to create him? Does it all come through the dialogue? Uh, a lot of it does, because he's a very particular kind of devil in this play. He's he's a, a lot more like a, a salesman 
and there's something sort of devious and perhaps even a little sleazy or something about him. Uh, Shmarmy is the word our director likes to use. But one of the things that the play explores is what happens when somebody says no to the devil. So we learn some interesting things about him. And I do think there is, you know, like you said, this tradition of the Faustian bargain and this, this character of Lucifer Morningstar that we get in certain biblical texts and in art and in entertainment. And so I think there is something both in the play and in what I'm doing that's sort of drawing from all of those different traditions. And yet, in order to be a contemporary piece that's on the stage in 2022, you can't just be, and you've already given us a tip in this direction, you can't just be evil. You have to be a complex character. That's right. And and this version of the devil is written in a really complex way. I think, without giving away too much, I think over the course of the play, he learns a lot more about humanity than I think he bargained for. And I think a lot of the characters that he deals with each learn a lot more about themselves than the deal they make with him. And we learn about them. And uh, it's a play that, like, I've sometimes called it like a tragic comedy. It's It's both very funny and witty and cheeky but also a a real exploration of of the day-to-day circumstances that people have to navigate that have to do with the the power and privilege that they have and and what what power that gives them over their own life. And so it's it's a really, it's a very fun, tricky, surprising story. Do you have an analogy that you could use when you describe the relationship between Scratch and Elizabeth? Is it like a chess match? What's it like when you two are interacting with each other? Scratch says he has never met anyone like Elizabeth. She's extremely intelligent and defiant and not easily manipulated. So yeah, I think a chess match is perhaps how it starts, but I think what surprises both of them is how much they come to enjoy each other's company. So it morphs from something like a a chess match or a sort of friendly rivalry to a friendship, but I don't want to give too much away. (laughs) And so when you say it's set in the Middle Ages, but the dialogue is contemporary, does that mean that you're dressed in medieval garb? Oh, so it's, it's so interesting. Our costume designer, Elizabeth Ennis, who is just wonderful, she has created these costumes that appear medieval in a way, or, or sort of Game of Thronesy, but they have all of these sort of visual references to more modern material. So you might have something that looks like a medieval knight's outfit, but it's made of denim, or there's lots of zippers and things like. So she's she sort of incorporated a lot of modern elements into this very middle-age appropriate garb. And it's, it's really cool. I, I feel very cool looking in this play, which is a gift. What about music? Is there incidental music? So in the transitions between scenes, our director, Amy Byrne, and the sound designer, Katie Gollum, they have uh, elected to use this kind of music that's sometimes called bardcore. And it is like contemporary pop songs played on medieval instruments. So, you know, it's like a queen song played on a lute or something. It's kind of, it's both cute and I think sometimes has a kind of fun, grim commentary on the scene that just came before it or after it. And so that's kind of a fun element of the show. So so I think Amy, in concert with all of the designers, really tried to find a lot of ways to keep feet in both the medieval world and in the contemporary world. 
what does it say to us today? Because Jen is her name. Jen is the playwright. Jen Silverman. It seems that she was considering the contemporary world in which she was writing. Do you get a sense of that? For sure. I, I think the play on the most basic level, explores the differences that have existed throughout history between the privileges between men and women and the different expectations that are thrust upon them. And I think the play is also uh, about the privileges of wealth, of titles. And I think one of the things the play asks a lot of questions about is how much hope do we have in the world as it exists and as it has existed? and in the structures that govern us and, and guide us in terms of economics and behavior. And I think one of the things that is sort of proposed throughout the play is, are those structures that we're living in worth keeping? And does it allow us any hope to live within them? And I, I know that's a pretty dark thing to contemplate. So I think each of the characters in really individually interesting ways go on these journeys in which they come to question and come to blows with the expectations and privileges and power all around them and have to ask themselves the question, what am I going to do about it? And I, I think over the last couple of years, there have been so many uh, movements and moments that really have questioned the, the powers that be around us. And, and so I think the way in which this play meets the moment is it's asking the question, are they worth keeping or should we destroy them? And it's a, <laughs> a tricky answer. And in this world we're living in, each day we some way find our news source and we learn what happened in Central Europe. And you all are going to do something about it, speaking of making a decision to do something about it. That's right. We were uh, approached by an individual who has uh, approached a, a few uh, organizations in the area about creating some way to donate to the Ukraine, whether it's for backpacks and other kinds of supplies, shoes, clothes for people who are living there right now, or just money. So on April 8th, our 7.30 p.m. performance that night, I think it's a Friday, all of the ticket sales will be donated to those causes, and up to $2,500 will be matched by Members' Choice Federal Credit Union. So uh, it's really exciting that there's not just us, but a lot of organizations in the area who are really eager to mobilize to do what we can to help folks in the Ukraine. And so that performance, April 8th, will be dedicated to that. And while you're talking about performances, give us the details on how we can see the piece. So which runs from March 31st to April 16th. Our performances are Thursday through Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. And you can get tickets by visiting our website, bte.org, or by calling our box office, 570-784-8181. And I should say that our first three performances this Thursday through Saturday are Pay What You Decide. So I, I, I just have to say for my own part, that I, I think this is just an awesome play. Jen Silverman is, is an incredible writer, and it's, it's the creative team, both the designers, the director, the, the, the technicians, and the, the cast are just doing an incredible job. So it feels like a huge privilege to be in this production. I, I'm really excited about it in a really unique way. Eric Wunsch, who plays Scratch in the current production about to open, Witch by Jen Silverman at the Bloomsburg Theatre Ensemble. And Elizabeth Dowd is Elizabeth in the cast. 
The play runs March 31st through April 16th at the Elvina Krauss Theater in downtown Bloomsburg, 266 Center Street. And the shows, as Eric just told us, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday each weekend at 7.30, and Sunday matinees at 3, and the March 31st, April 1st, and 2nd performances are all pay what you will. For more information, on the web, bte.org, bte.org, and don't forget the special performance on April 8th dedicated to raising funds for the important activities to provide relief for Ukrainians. It's bte.org, bte.org. 100% of the single ticket sales will go to supporting the people of Ukraine. 266 Center Street in Bloomsburg, the Bloomsburg Theater Ensemble, presenting which March 31st through April 16th, and it's bte.org, bte.org.